Hello, Journeyers. Hello. Today we're talking about getting over ourselves for what? horse's sake. Yes, yes, for goodness sake. For goodness sake, let's get, get over, over ourselves. Yourself, yes. How to get out of our heads and into the moment so that we can be the human that our horse needs. Hmm, that sounds lovely. All right, so how do we go about this? <laughs> well, I'm thinking about something I heard the other day on Glennon Doyle's podcast. Love it. She was interviewing Tig Notaro. Okay. Uh, and I think Tig Notaro was quoting Marianne Williamson, but I'm not totally sure. But she basically said... This is like the inception of quotes. Right. <laughs> Just want everybody to get to the credit that they deserve. But yeah, that's important. She said, nothing matters and nothing matters. Wait, nothing matters? No. And... I mean, yes, nothing matters, and nothing matters. Wow. Okay. I feel like this needs a little explanation. Are um, we connecting this to horses today? Yes, we okay. are. Yes. Okay. So the idea is that do the thing that's scary. Mm. Live big. Okay. It Don't live small. Do the thing that you're worried about doing. Just go for it. All in. Do, just do the thing because it doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters. God, I love that. It takes so much pressure off. Right? And, and I didn't even get to the and part. Okay. If you fail or if you succeed, it doesn't matter. Wow. Because nothing matters. So... so the idea is to not be attached to the outcome okay. of whatever you do. Do the thing all the way because why not do the <laughs> thing all the way? Right. Right. So it's really like a call to action to live fearlessly. Yes. I like that. Exactly. Courage. Courage. Yeah. Yeah. Courage. And Real of course, courage. Yeah. True courage. And of course, true courage is the offshoot of vulnerability like mm. being willing to show up in all your glory right right i love that i was thinking about a story that i have from my past way back in the archives okay i early on in my career i was given the opportunity to show a horse that was a great horse he was Amazing. I actually almost forgot about this horse until this story popped into my mind and <laughs> remembered what a special guy he was. He was a very talented reigning horse, had been a finalist at the NRHA Futurity as a, as a three-year-old. And I think, I can't remember how old he was by the time I got my hands on him, but got the opportunity to show him at a regional event for his owners who were promoting him as a stallion, as a breeding horse. Mm -hmm. It was a big deal. These were people who were new to the industry and really trying to make their mark. So they were putting a lot of pressure on me and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself at the time. I fully prescribed to perfectionism as the way. Mm. I thought that was just how you lived. Right, right, right. And in fact, it's what drew me to reigning as a sport and as a career in, right. in, in the beginning. Because perfectionism is basically baked into the, the code of reigning. Yes. 
Exactly. I mean, the the rule book states, and I'm paraphrasing, and I'm not going to get this perfect because it's been a while since I've looked at the rule book, but basically it, it says a reigning horse should willfully guide, and any movement that the horse does on their own, of their own volition, of their own will, is to be deemed not willful, not at the will of the rider and therefore undesirable wow that is interesting yeah yeah because good reigning horses i mean they're amazing we watch them on youtube we admire them we think they're incredible i still love reigning yeah absolutely i think it's a a beautiful discipline but but (laughs) and and two things can be true two things can be true at once this is one of our manifestos yes that there are some problems baked into that and and one of them is that perfectionism is a fool's errand i think Mm. and can create all sorts of problems when you're working with horses and so back to the story my horse the horse this spectacular horse that I got the chance to ride it always been a dream to ride super easy would do all the things without much effort on my part and I get in the show pen and sure enough he's chargy he's too strong he's bracy he's going too fast I take him in two hands and start to do the obligatory schooling scenario where I just basically blow the class. Don't admit to myself or to anybody watching that I have made a mistake. I take the horse in two hands and start schooling him off pattern because that's what you do and rather than not look perfect. Interesting. You take a you take a zero and and school. Like basically two hands means Normally you're riding one-handed. Yes, right. it means you're you're throwing in the towel. You just need to school your horse. Okay. It's a little bit of a cop-out, and I <laughs> am very guilty of using it more than I should have rather than just riding through the fact that things weren't going perfect. I, I had a, a guy help me one time early in my career who said, it's not if something goes wrong in the show pen, it's when. So you have to learn how to mitigate those circumstances. I wish I had had him in my ear that day but Mm. i hadn't met him yet so i blow the class you know basically instead of tuning into the moment sort of embracing the joy of the moment the opportunity Mm. that i was given at a young age to get Hmm. to show at this level on a horse that was clearly you know had way more experience and and ability than i did at that time instead of like just kind of feel that and and use that to fuel Mm. the moment i got scared Mm -hmm. and rather than acknowledge my fear i i hit it by schooling yeah (laughs) and taking a big fat goose egg for my for my trouble wow so i got home i was fully bummed out completely felt like a failure Mm. A couple days later, my farrier was out and I was telling him about what happened. And he said, you know, you're just afraid. It sounds to me like it's (laughs) all about fear for you. And I was like, what? No, what are you talking about? And he said, yeah, it's fear. It's it's one of two things. It's fear of failure or fear of success. Oh. Yes. And And so I thought about it and I was like, man, he might be right. Now, when I think about that situation, I think about he he had it almost right. And And it wasn't the problem wasn't the fear. The problem was that I didn't acknowledge the fear. Right. I didn't I didn't name it. 
Okay. I, I was sort of ashamed that I was afraid. Right. And that's what created the hole in which I fell. Wow. <laughs> that's powerful because we talk a lot about the equine industry and different horse cultures. And it could be as simple as just the culture at somebody's barn. And something that we talk a lot about is how a lot of people are fearful because they don't really know horses and you were fearful for different reasons Mm -hmm. at that time you actually did know horses and know what you were doing because you'd been uh probably put in your 10,000 hours even at that point in your early to mid 20s but Mm -hmm. the majority 99.9 percent of horse people haven't put in that kind of time and it can be scary when things don't go right and there's a lot of status and there's a lot of ego around horses and you don't want to show fear and when you hide fear strange things start to happen yeah yeah i mean i basically for me i checked out and left my horse hanging and mm. i was thinking about it from his perspective and i the word that came to mind was rude like, rude <laughs> you know you haul him to the show you right. make him come to this scary place i ride in in raining you ride out to a big huge arena all by yourself hmm. everybody's looking at you all these eyes staring at you got judges with notepads oh, there yeah. was three judges it was it <laughs> was people in the stands you're in and, a starchy shirt and yeah, stiff hats a and uncomfortable <laughs> and then i say okay horse See ya. Just checked out. And so, of course, he got chargy. Of course, he got bracy. Of Mm. course, he wasn't the horse that I am used to, was used to riding at home. So, he, like, horses feel the emotion and react to it in the moment. Mm. I was hiding the emotion. I was suppressing it. Right. I was pretending that that wasn't how I was feeling. Okay. I hid it under, you know, the facade of being cool and acting like I was fully in control and taking him into two hands and, you know, schooling him through the pattern, making it round and bend and do all the the things that made it sort of look like I was in control and that it was just sort of my horse's fault. But Hmm. boy, it sure wasn't. Sure. Sure. And they can sense an incongruency just like a mountain lion. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Like I, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm a stranger. You know, mm. I'm not riding him the way I rode him. Right. At home. He's like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Who's this scared, bracy, hmm. anxietal thing on my back? Right. So. Or he may have even trusted you enough to know that if you're feeling that way, something's wrong in the here. environment. And like, we need to get out of here. Right. Exactly. Right. Things are not right. I can't just relax and like be in the bit and be collected and totally yeah yeah totally like yeah and a beautiful raining pattern just like anything done with a horse it's it's only beautiful when it's done without tension and Mm. it's done in a relaxed fashion and, and it looks like the horse is kind of having fun and and part of the process right so so that was what happened and tough story it's a tough one. I got lots of them. <laughs> because one thing we know about working with horses, it's a humbling experience. It's, yeah. a, it's a good way to kill your ego. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my ego was hard to kill, so I have a lot of stories. 
I often tell my students, learn from my mistakes. But so how do we push through that? those moments is kind of the premise of this talk and if you could go back and coach yourself knowing what you know now at that time what would you do what would i do well i don't even think i'd heard the word mindfulness Hmm. at that age i had no idea about being a i don't even think there were yoga studios no in our early 20s right i mean this was like i think i was 22. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I was very young. It wasn't that long ago, but... No. Right. So, but mindfulness is how you combat the situation, right? It's all about getting in the moment, being present, cultivating your ability to focus on what's happening right now. That practice helps you manage difficult emotions. When we can manage those difficult emotions, we're able to sort of take a step back, observe what's happening, and even accept what's happening Hmm. without judging it. That's the key, without Mm. creating all these stories around it or these sort of negative belief systems around how we're feeling in that moment. We create stories around how we're feeling, juxtaposed to what a horse does, a horse just feels the thing until they don't feel the thing and then they move on. Mm. Mindfulness, which is just the ability to observe and notice without attaching good or bad Hmm. to it. Okay. Easier said than done for sure. Exactly. Especially if you're talking to a a 22-year-old perfectionist perfectionist Rainer. Out on her own. Trying to make a name for herself on her own for the first time. Yep. I wonder how you would get through to that person yeah i mean looking back i remember i didn't have many friends that day i didn't have Mm. anybody really there sure looking after me that day and and that's where supportive community you know is really important i think somebody who could have seen what was happening and not be it not being so attached to the outcome for their own personal gain, mm. i.e. owners, you mm-hmm. know, owners of horses. A lot of owners just are like, why I've paid you to ride this horse, I've paid you to win on this horse, let's get it done. And sure. and so yeah, that's mm. part of it. But I think just the confidence that comes with experience. Mm. Like I just didn't have the experience as a So in some ways you may have needed to go through that because another statement from our manifesto, mistakes and failures are the most data rich experiences in life. Exactly. Exactly. I just saw somebody post on Twitter and a meme or something and it was, oh, just realize that learning a new thing means I have to suck at it for Mm. a while. Yep. Just know you're going to suck for a while. Keep doing, you'll suck a little less, and then eventually you'll suck so little that you're actually pretty good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But even then, occasionally you're just still going to suck. It's going to suck sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Totally. And Michael Jordan missed over half of his shots. He shot just under 50%, and he's the greatest of all time. And it didn't. he didn't go, I'm not going to shoot as much. Mm-hmm. No, he did not. He went, I, I need to shoot more. <laughs> exactly. Because that's how I'll make more shots. It's, it's good stuff. So I wonder if for like our listeners, if we had any just really practical advice, things that if I was listening that I could go out and practice tomorrow. We have some techniques that we teach in our journey experience program. Okay. My horse journey. 
We have a technique for mindfulness called silent and half speed grooming. Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, That really changes people's perspective. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Simple, but powerful. Exactly. It's just exactly what, like I could give no explanation of silent and half speed grooming and you could just go do your grooming repertoire or routine Mm. in silence and at half speed and Mm -hmm. you would, you would notice stuff. Yes, you will notice stuff. Yeah. We, we had a client do it and we got a text from him that said, <laughs> it just said, interesting things happening at silent and <laughs> it did. I loved it. Yeah. He, he had a moment on that exercise. It, it was a big deal. So it, it was at a epiphany bridge. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that's an antidote exercise. Everything in society is based on how can I get it done the fastest, most efficient way possible? Mm-hmm. And we're basically saying do the exact opposite. Right, right. It's a it's a salve. It's a, an elixir. It's, mm. it's some kind of some kind of something in that way. Mm. And so, of course, that's something you can try with your horse. Okay, so silent and half speed. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. We recommend like setting aside one day a week where you do something with your horse that way. If you can have mm-hmm. your whole barn day that day be silent and have speed, that's great. But if that's mm-hmm. not doable, just have your grooming routine be silent mm-hmm. and have speed or your mounting routine or your tacking up routine, whatever it is, just be mm-hmm. intentional and slow down and stop talking mm-hmm. and that's that will help josh teaches meditation in our horse journey meditation is what everybody will tell you is the secret to mindfulness and along with that breath work mindful breathing is a way to that yeah the beauty of meditation is you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to buy anything you just it all happens within yourself mm-hmm. and the easiest hack to that is through breath work. So we teach some techniques about that. So we'll probably do a whole separate podcast just on meditation. And mm-hmm. we do teach some of those exercises in our challenge. Yeah, exactly. That are mm-hmm. that are specific to the equestrian. But another sort of hack or hot take for mindfulness and for fighting the in your head demons getting over yourself is gratitude Mm -hmm. right so that can be done through journaling right and of course meditation is a practice that will help you understand and feel gratitude right yeah and we have exercises where we actually have a gratitude meditation where we really drill down on the the gratitude part. One thing that really hurts people around horses is fear and anxiety. And that you just cannot feel fear and gratitude at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. but gratitude is practice and you can actually practice it and don't sleep on the journaling. It's so darn simple and it just works. Mm -hmm. Think of things you're grateful for and literally write them down. It will change your mindset. It really does, which instantly in a way that will change your life. Yeah. Which will change your life with your horse, too. And they feel it. They really, really do. I mean, it's like if you could do one thing, do that. Yeah. If you forget everything else, just do that. And remember, nothing matters. Mindfulness journaling (laughs) and nothing matters. Except for gratitude. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the, the last sort of quick hack into 
getting out of your head, getting over yourself for your horse's sake is self-compassion. Mm. Being kind to yourself will actually help you be a better horse person. Mm-hmm. That means reframing negative self-talk. Mm. That means mindfulness meditation. Again, back to the meditation. That means self-care. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. I've been doing is treating my horse practice, my horse time, my sessions of training my horses as self-care. Instead of being like, oh my God, I got to get these horses trained or they're just going to like waste away and nobody's going to be able to deal with them. I use my horse training practice as my own self-care practice so Mm. it's something that i do because i love it so i make sure that's the intention that is behind the time that i spend with the horses even when i'm training them even when i'm trying to get them farther along in their process it's still something that i am trying to cultivate my own my own joy my own self-preservation it's something i do because i love love it and for no other reason Mm -hmm. than that just because it's a powerful reframe yeah Mm -hmm. Remember, I think our second journey cohort, one of our students didn't think they had time to do it and they almost didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And they did. Right. And at the end, they said that time talking on coaching calls, going to lessons, working with her horse was the only little bit of self-care she really had that week. So and that was a beautiful thing for her yeah. to realize and a nice reframe. Yes, exactly. So to circle back and... Okay. Yeah, let's put a let's right? put a ribbon on this. Let's yeah. do that. Get out of your head. Get over yourself. Your horse really needs you to. Mm-hmm. If you're not gonna do it for yourself, do it for your horse. I have been trying to let go of being a perfectionist for a long time. Part of that is being a parent, part of that is self preservation and self care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just learning that being a parent, running businesses, being a partner, having lots of animals, living the wholehearted life. I got to let something go. And being perfect is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And the horses have helped me with that. The horses helped me live into that so letting go of perfectionism creating a meditation practice Mm -hmm. learning some breath work getting intentional about your breathing being aware of your breathing having some kind of practice around that Mm -hmm. gratitude journaling let's just put that on the list yeah do that and reframing your negative Mm self-talk and try some silent and half speed grooming while you're at it And remember, if you can only change something for your horse's sake, that's great. Just do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. What he said. (laughs) Okay. Till next time. May the horse be with you. Bye-bye.